welcome to Record Roulette. My name is Eamon O'Flynn, and this is a Record Roulette 101. Our next full-length episode features actor, writer, and very funny lady Claire Blackwood. In addition to being a graduate of the Second City's famous Sketch Conservatory program, she's a writer for The Beaverton. For American listeners, it's a Canada-centric version of The Onion, and a contributor to CBC Comedy. If you're like, well, she seems familiar, but I can't place her, I'd say you might have seen her show, Late Night in Canada, or you've possibly seen her on CTV's The Debate, where she recently called Galen Weston a whiny little baby. She's a woman of the people, and you know, that's really reflected in her pick for next week's full episode. That's because she has picked Cosmos Factory by Credence Clearwater Revival, or as cool people call them, CCR. If you haven't heard this one, you're in luck because I'll spend the next 5-10 to minutes giving you the basics about the band and the album. As always, I have two caveats. First, you should still listen to the album, obviously. Second, this isn't exhaustive. This is just what you need to know before next week's episode. Before I begin, I just want to note that this show will only grow if people like you, someone who has listened to about one minute of an episode, share it with other people. Social media is great, but I think you could also consider email talking to people, or, and this is the best option, stealing your loved one's phone and downloading all of our episodes. Okay, let's start with the band. Despite being the standard bearers for Swamp Rock, Creedence Clearwater Revival is actually from El Cerrito, which is part of the San Francisco Bay Area. Fun fact, that area isn't usually associated with swamps. That said, there's a restaurant called Swamp in San Francisco, and the wetlands around the bay are there, so I guess it works. But I'll tell you right now that for years I assumed they were from Florida or Louisiana or something. Those locations would also jive with the other genres they're most associated with, too, including Southern Rock, Country Rock, and Roots Rock, none of which I associate with San Francisco. Oh, and some of their album names were Bayou Country, Green River, and Willie and the Poor Boys, which all sort of suggests the South. But nope, they're from El Cerrito, which I may be mispronouncing, not sure. The band consisted of four members, John Fogarty, Tom Fogarty, Stu Cook, and Doug Clifford. John was, by most accounts, the artistic driver and leader of the band. He wrote just about everything they ever recorded. He was also the singer and lead guitarist. Tom played rhythm, Stu played bass, and Doug played the drums. These guys had actually played together since 1959, first as the Blue Velvets and then as the Gollywogs, before rebranding in 1967 as Creedence Clearwater Revival. Where'd that name come from and what does it mean? Nowhere and nothing. So it seems, Credence was the name of a friend, they got Clearwater from a beer commercial, and Revival because they were all recommitting to the group. They found much faster success as CCR, getting substantial airplay on just their second single, Suzy Q., which started a string of hit singles that included Proud Mary, Born on the Bayou, Bad Moon Rising, Green River, Down on the Corner, Fortunate Sun, and Midnight Special. Basically, if you've seen a movie set in the 1960s or during Vietnam, you've heard at least one of their songs. These singles, released across four albums, preceded Cosmos Factory, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm not sure how to describe their sound. It is swampy? With a real focus on distortion mixed with country and blues sounds, Fogarty's voice is also immediately recognizable, and, and the kind of grit to it also adds to that swampy feel. If you haven't heard them, well, the best I can do is say that you immediately recognize something as a CCR song. 
They just sounded like CCR, and no one else has sounded like them. The group didn't last much longer than Cosmos Factory. From what I understand, John Fogarty could be a bit demanding and tough to work with, which led his brother to leave the group in early 1971, and the rest of the group to disintegrate by late 1972. Then they all launched lawsuits against each other and continued to refuse to work together. In fact, John refused to play with the other two surviving members, his brother had died a few years earlier, when CCR was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. But their legacy survives their continued infighting. Rolling Stone has ranked CCR at number 82 on its list of the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. They have two albums on the 2020 edition of the Rolling Stone 5 Ranked Greatest list. Uh, Fortunate Son and Proud Mary have both been inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame, as has today's album, Cosmos Factory. Fortunate Son was added to the Library of Congress National Recording Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant in 2013. Basically, they're super important and everyone thinks they were great. What about today's album? Well, let me disabuse you of the notion that it's a concept album about a guy named Cosmo who owned a factory. It isn't. It was named for an old warehouse in Berkeley, again, not known for swamps, where the band rehearsed in their earlier years. The drummer, Doug Clifford, was known as Cosmo, and he'd given the warehouse the moniker, The Factory. There you go. The album is a real mishmash of every element that they combined into swamp rock. R&B, soul, country, rockabilly, classic rock and roll, and psychedelia. You can identify at least one song that was clearly influenced by each of those genres, but amazingly, it all still comes out sounding like CCR. Well-known songs on the album include Travelin' Band, Long As I Can See the Light, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Up Around the Bend, Run Through the Jungle, Who'll Stop the Rain, and Looking Out My Back Door. Yes, those are all on one album. Crazy. As you might expect, the album did pretty well. It was uh, number one on the Billboard 200 in the US and number one on the Canadian, UK, and Australian charts, too. It was certified gold within about six months and is now many times platinum. The two double A-side singles they released hit number two and number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Critics loved it, too. In the Rolling Stone review, they said, It should be obvious by now that Creedence Clearwater Revival is one great rock and roll band. This album is on the list at number 413, later than you might expect, perhaps, and here's the rationale that Rolling Stone provides. Cosmos Factory was CCR's third classic album in under a year. John Fogarty began it with the seven-minute power chugle ramble-tamble raging against, quote, actors in the White House. The hits include Country Travelogue, Looking Out My Back Door, The Vietnam Nightmare, Run Through the Jungle, The Little Richard Tribute, Travelin' Band, and the Stax-style ballad, Long As I Can See the Light. But the triumph is CCR's 11-minute cowbell craze jam on I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Proves these guys could mix hippie visions with populist grit. The whole world agreed the album topped the charts in six countries. For those keeping a close eye on list rankings, being at number 413 put Co- puts Cosmos Factory at just ahead of Look a Pie Pie, which we did a couple seasons ago by The Meters, and Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, and just behind Wild Honey by The Beach Boys and Neil Young's Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. Putting together this 101 has pointed me in a few directions for our upcoming episode. First, the emphasis on CCR's experimentation with different genres means I'm really going to listen for those variations. 
Second, the fact that John Fogarty gets all the attention makes me kind of want to listen for the unique contributions of the rest of CCR. Finally, I have to say that I've never paid a ton of attention to the lyrics of CCR tunes, my failing, not theirs, but I don't ever hear Fogarty listed as one of the great writers. Given the clear energy he put into telling different types of stories on this album, I'm sort of interested in taking a closer look to see what I'm missing and, and whether everyone else is missing something too. Can't wait to discuss it next week. On your end, take a listen to the album and tune in for our chat with Claire Blackwood. That's all for today. Check out Record Roulette on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RR Music Pod. Rate and review this podcast wherever you can. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite show. Or listen for free at recordroulettepodcast.com. Music in this episode is from Lemon Music Studio. Thank you for listening to Record Roulette. Until the next spin, goodbye.